Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome to a special Memorial Day edition of In Black and Right. And I can't think of a more appropriate way to start off this program than with the national anthem. It's a day where we not just have barbecues and parades and remembrances, and they're all fine and good. But we've got to keep in mind that this is a day where we honor and commemorate our nation's war dead. And for the sacrifices that they've made and the ultimate price that they paid for liberty, for freedom, for family, and for our future. Now, sadly, many of the freedoms that we take for granted are under probably some of the most vicious assault. Uh, that I've seen in my lifetime of almost 60 years, but I will still always honor our nation's veterans, alive or deceased, currently serving or, or having already served, be it in peacetime or in war. And it's the right thing to do, period. And I make no apologies for my patriotism or anything else for that matter because I am an American I am a very grateful American for the sacrifices of these people which in even included some of my own family and I am grateful for what they did to help keep the nation free in spite of things like Jim Crow and segregation and just blatant racism and I'm grateful that in spite of that they didn't hold the grudge they put the nation first and that is always a great thing now last week was a crazy week and <laughs> and it certainly uh, got me working throughout the weekend and taking a look at things yes the horrific massacre 
in Uvalde, Texas is still very much on the nation's mind. We're still in the aftermath of it. The investigation is still ongoing down there. And yes, Joe Biden and Jill Biden went down there to pay their respects, which is the right thing to do, especially when it comes to something like this. But come on, Joe, you can't be so doggone picky. I mean, seriously picky. I mean, you went to Uvalde, but you didn't go uh, to Waukesha to be the consoler in chief. You didn't go because the fact that one, it didn't involve, that massacre didn't involve a gun. Two, it wasn't a white supremacist. It was done by a deranged black man. And no, and you didn't go. So this sort of pick and choose, pick and choose kind of a thing is really annoying as hell to be perfectly honest and to be candid. Sorry for the salty language, ladies and gentlemen. But when I see what happened in Uvalde, when I saw the reaction of the corporate media and Democrats and anti-gun zealots and wackadoodle celebrities, the bodies weren't even cold. They weren't even cold and then they went on their tirades and rants and screeds. But one thing missing from all of that that I notice, yeah, they want to talk about guns, yeah, they want to talk about getting rid of guns, blaming Republicans, blaming the NRA, blame anybody else except the deranged, demonized kid who pulled the trigger. I mean, this is typical uh, MO for full-on radical leftists. And people like Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, who went on his rant and his screed down in Dallas trying to win the Western Conference Championship. I said, uh, Steve, yeah, I, I already talked about you, and yes, you have been exposed as a fraud, intellectually dishonest, a virtue-signaling woke piece of <clears throat> excrement. And no, you really, you know, I'm blaming only the Republicans the 50 Republicans in the Senate? Well, dude, how about the 50 Democrats that are in the Senate right now? Hmm? Kind of forgot about that, didn't you, Steve-O? And what really blows my mind, if you were so dang upset about guns and gun laws and gun control, you certainly have an interesting way of showing it. Considering, during your playing career, sir, you played with the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, winning championships, being coached by Phil Jackson, all that fame. And yet you didn't say squat about the shooting gallery that is the south and west side of Chicago every stinking weekend. And this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, is no exception. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, a uh, story in the Epic Times, you have, according to Chicago police, 21 people were shot and four people died in Chicago over Memorial Day. 
And that was before today. It was crazy. 21 people shot and four killed. And none of the corporate legacy media said a word about it. None of the anti-gun zealots are saying a word about it. Nothing. And frankly, what's even more interesting about this article uh, in, in the Epic Times, they didn't mention the race of any of the victims. But anybody with half a brain can figure out it's, if it's the south side and the west side of Chicago, it's black folks. Black folks are being shot, including kids. And because this happens on such a regular basis, the tears of black moms and dads in the south side of Chicago aren't nearly as important as the tears and the anguish of white folks and other folks with school shootings. This is so sick and so twisted and so hypocritical, I don't even know where to start. So, frankly, I have no time whatsoever to indulge these anti-gun zealots who are all emotion and very little fact. And for anybody to say that, oh, it's the Republicans, they're the party of school shootings and dead kids. I said, oh, really? I said, not only is that elitist, I think it's frankly racist. Full-blown, full-grown racist. And I don't care who says it. Especially if you're a white, virtue-signaling, liberal elitist or leftist. You really don't care. Black Lives Matter sure as hell doesn't care. I mean, look at their horrendous track record. If Black Lives Matter actually cared about black lives, they would be down there on the south side and the west side of Chicago actually advocating for safer streets. But they're not. Black Lives Matter is led by Marxists and don't get involved with black lives unless a white cop is involved or a Hispanic cop, just so long as the cop isn't black. And, and even then, it's not guaranteed that they won't start another one of their little protests and, and riots in the streets of whatever community. So I, I really just don't have any patience, any tolerance for this level of foolishness. This Memorial Day weekend, Instead of parents having fun with their kids, taking them out maybe to a barbecue, go to a lake, go to a beach, do something. Have some fun. But nope, we have 21 families making funeral arrangements, and the funerals are going to be starting pretty darn soon. Now, yes, Governor Abbott is still there and has been there for several days, didn't go to the uh NRA convention in Houston last week, and I believe, and President Trump understood why, but even before President Trump made his speech in Houston, like clockwork, I mean, I could almost set, I, I actually, I can set leftists and the corporate media by my watch. They may, they say, oh, we shouldn't go, it's really insensitive. <laughs> 
And yet he went and probably gave one of the most balanced and compassionate speeches that I've heard in quite a while. You can walk and chew gum at the same time, leftists. We can care about the anguish and the pain that the families are going through. We absolutely can. And we can certainly deal with this issue if you weren't so doggone adamant and militant about not wanting to come together with the other side of the aisle to try to come up with some effective solutions. Emphasis on the word effective. You can scream, you do something, you gotta do something, you gotta do something. Great. What do you suggest? And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, uh, it's like all of a sudden the gears in your brain come to a grinding halt. Yes, there are things that have to be done. Yes, and no law, no magic law, no magic background check could have stopped what happened in Uvalde, Texas. It couldn't stop it in Buffalo, New York. And New York State has red flag laws. And they were worthless in this situation. Absolutely worthless. The church shooting in California. California has some of the most strict gun laws in the country. And it didn't stop the church shooting in Southern California. It didn't stop what happened a few years ago, the massacre in Santa Barbara. It didn't do a damn thing. So to scream, do something, do something, is just, I mean, yeah, you might be upset, but until you can bring a solution to the table, instead of just talking points from the DNC and the media, and just go after Republicans and call them this, that, and the other and make wild accusations, broad brushstrokes with no real, with no real depth, with, with no real definitive proof. No definitive proof. Now, you can scream all you want about, now mental health is a problem. It didn't help in New York State. It didn't help in Texas. It just didn't help. They didn't, they had background checks. So, but yet they had no criminal record. There was no reason to deny them access to firearms if they had no criminal record, nothing previously wrong. They did it legally. I don't know how the kid in Texas got the money to buy the type of uh, weapons he had, but that's not the. But that's kind of not the point. The point is, there was no, and there still is no magic law that could have prevented that. And that's the thing that really makes me crazy is because leftist politicians always use this. I mean, they took Rahm Emanuel. And his saying, never let a crisis go to waste, and ran with it. And evolved it into something like a billy club to bludgeon Republicans into submission. And now apparently, Mitch McConnell has now reached out to John Cornyn, the other senator from Texas, to try to reach across the aisle.
to come up with some common sense gun laws. Common sense gun laws out of the mouth of a leftist translates as gun control, gun restriction, gun confiscation, or something along the line to restrict or curtail the Second Amendment. Now, for those who want to scream, you know, the, the snarkiness of Joe Biden just blows my mind. But remember, I, I have to remember, the man is essentially a vegetable. He's in serious mental decline and really is not in full operational control at the White House. He's just not. But just, and to say that, and Joe Biden, like I said, not ex- the man who came up in the 90s with some of the most racist legislation when it came to crime that saw more black folks, black young black men, put in prison disproportionately. And yet, dingy, dingy woke folks, and most of them white, I'm sad to say, and black, but if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. I said, I didn't vote for you, and I'm very black. Thank you very much. Been black all my life, thanks to my parents, my mother and father. So, no, you can pretty much just sit down, have a Prozac, and shut up. But interesting how they want to twist the Second Amendment. And here is the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution in full. And I quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Those are the four words that leftists can never say. But it's there. Been there ever since the Constitution was written, 1787. So, yeah, the right to say, well, and then they come out, well, well, the, the founders couldn't have seen, that. it's like, oh, you know, couldn't have recognized this. It's like, uh-uh, lame, lame, and lame. I like to think the founders had, I believe, a sort of prophetic insight that what they wrote and the way they wrote it and the fact that it's the Second Amendment right after the First so there is a logic here. And, and, I'm, and I'm reading it again. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I'm wondering if they may, may have had an idea of the time we're living in now. We've got the First Amendment under full-blown assault. Oh, no, that's misinformation. Really? Who told you that you were the expert? What makes you the great arbiter, the final authority of what is, what is correct and what's not? This is why the nonsensical idea of this misinformation government board pretty much got put on hold and went kaboom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it went kaboom because it's, uh, it, it's former uh, chairman or chairwoman, I guess. Well, I don't know. It's like they get all freaked out about pronouns. I said, I don't pander to pronouns. 
But anyway, yeah. The Disinformation Governance Board has been put on hold. And, and yet, oh no, they're... Oh no, it's misinformation. Really? Anybody want to tell me what in misinformation is? I got a couple of things here that really make me wonder about freedoms. Now, last week in Geneva, Switzerland, we had the World Health Organization with meeting together the World Health Assembly dealing with U.S. proposed amendments to the international health regulations which will lead to a global pandemic treaty. Now, the problem is, yeah, oh, the elitists over there, the, I guess what Steve Bannon calls the party of Davos, oh no, this is, oh, this is wrong, this is misinformation, it's conspiracy theory, uh-huh. If it's such a conspiracy theory, then why were the World Economic Forum police, they apparently have their own sort of paramilitary police force there, not the police department of Davos, but yeah, it's like, well, harassing conservative reporters like Jack Posobiec, who was there doing work with uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, also doing things with Turning Point USA, uh, Charlie Kirk's great organization. So why were they hassling conservative media? If somehow this is misinformation, I'm going, man, I was, all I was waiting for was the jack boots. I, I really was, because we now have the American government proposing these amendments to the WHO about a global pandemic treaty. Now, of course, they're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's, oh, no, no. That's misinformation. It's a conspiracy theory. It's like, I swear, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf in reverse. And I'll explain what I mean. If you know the story, the boy kept crying wolf, the boy kept crying wolf, and then it got to the point when the wolf was actually really there and he cried wolf again. Nobody came because they were sick and tired of being fooled. Well, it's almost the same thing except kind of in reverse. It's like, here's these regulations to the World Health Assembly and the WHO you know, for a pandemic treaty. And yes, it was the U.S. proposing these amendments. Now, fortunately, there were countries, a lot of them in sub-Saharan Africa, and even Iran of all places. Iran was standing up to this and saying, no, we want our sovereignty. Brazil, uh, President Bolsonaro, has already said if there was any kind of a treaty that Brazil would reject it outright. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, we have Iran and a good chunk of Africa standing up for their sovereignty while we have the American government, the United States, trying to give away our medical sovereignty to an international organization instead of our own. I mean, it's bad enough public health in this country. 
has been completely trashed. The credibility has gone bye-bye. Fauci, Francis Collins at NIH, the CDC, the NIAID, it's done. After what we've been put through for the last two years with COVID, and yet, oh no, we're going to be okay. We want to give away our medical sovereignty to an organization that's run by a guy who's nothing more than a puppet and a lapdog for the communist Chinese? No, thank you. No, thank you. And if the thing actually did go through, they wouldn't have the votes in the U.S. Senate anyway. Because a treaty would come under the Senate's jurisdiction and by constitutional mandate, they would need two-thirds majority to pass a treaty. They wouldn't have the votes anyway. They wouldn't have the votes. And any attempt to go around the U.S. Senate, if it, if it did get done or when it gets done, I'm thinking more in terms of when it gets done because... They might have failed the first round, but they're not going to stop trying. That's the thing I try to tell people, especially my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't rest on your laurels or your blessed assurance. These socialists, these leftists, globalists, whatever you want to call them, they keep coming and coming and coming. They are relentless. They are ruthless. And all they're basically waiting for is for us to rest on our laurels. Don't do it, folks. Watch them like a hawk. The saying is still true. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So that's bad enough with this global pandemic treaty. That's one way our current administration is subverting and usurping our rights our constitutionally guaranteed rights, and our civil liberties. But, oh baby, it doesn't stop there. Same epic times. A story from just this past Friday, May 27th. And the headline is just beautiful. Education secretary refuses to say if schools should hide child gender transition from parents. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Now, apparently, Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Education under the, under the vegetable-in-chief Joe Biden, apparently wouldn't answer the question when it was put to him by Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana. I mean, my goodness. I'll read you just the first paragraph. Or maybe, well, maybe a little bit more than that. But as parents nationwide call for greater transparency in public schools, U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona repeatedly dodged a question about whether parents should be informed if their child is undergoing a gender transition at school. During a virtual hearing on May 26th, Cardona testified before the House Education Committee on the, the Education Department's budget request for 2023. He continued to avoid giving direct answers when Jim Banks, Congressman Jim Banks, Republican of Indiana, 
asked him if he thought that schools should keep a, a student's gender transition secret from their parents. And that's when it was game on. Cardona wasn't going to answer the question directly because it was just a little too uncomfortable. And since Cardona and the education establishment plus the teachers union are still pushing their very woke agenda, including CRT, emotion, social emotional learning, and also this whole pro-LGBTXYZ crap, and doing it to kids as young as kindergarten and first grade. So this just blows my mind. Now you've got, <laughs> you have the education secretary going before a congressional committee asking for more money about the budget. Oh yeah, we'll talk about the budget, but we're not gonna talk about the fact that we as the Department of Education think that it's none of the parents' damn business what goes on with their kids at school. That's essentially what Cardona's non-answer answer was. That's what he was telling us. It is absolutely none of your business, mom and dad, that your kid who you brought into this world that you clothed and fed and housed and raised and everything, probably, you know, you took in the church on Sunday to learn some things, but the education establishment wants to tell you it's none of your business what's going on with your kid when the kid's at school and teachers are being essentially encouraged to hide that fact from parents. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, you, you're going to have an interesting situation with government-run schools because there are teachers who are ditching it like a bad habit. They're ditching it fast. And yet, with school boards and the mama bears and the papa bears all over the country who are PO'd and they're organized and they are considered a threat so bad according to the mind of the National School Board Association, not only are we going to treat them like domestic terrorists with absolute glee coming from the Department of Injustice and the elitist goofball wuss of an attorney general named Merrick Garland, Mr. Lawless himself. So yeah, I'm thinking here, hmm, Oh, and on top of that, the NSBA, the National School Boards Association, tried to apparently send a letter asking for the National Guard and military police at certain school boards. That's way over the top, people. Moms, dads, the ones who are out there who are fighting for your kids and education, you're winning. You are winning. These people are absolutely scared out of their minds what's left of them anyway. You're doing your job, moms and dads. Keep going. Put the pressure on. Put the pressure on. Because you as parents do have rights. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what the media says. And what they're trying to do is to make you out like, such a, like a bunch of whacked out, camouflage wearing, AR-15 AR toting, 
uh, revolutionaries, <laughs> which is sad, pathetic, and a few other things, but yeah. <laughs> oh, mercy. Keep going, moms and dads. I will. I love it. I love hearing about it because these people are absolutely scared. You're taking positions on school boards. Yay. Keep going. Keep going. Put the pressure on. I'm and I'm and I will be your one of your biggest cheerleaders because especially as someone who is concerned about the education of black kids and how they're being treated, I say go. Yay happy. But always remember Moms and dads, those papa bears and mama bears out there, they are going to come and they're going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Stay sharp. Stay vigilant. You are winning. You've got them on the run. They're scared out of their wits. Do what you got to do for the sake of your kids, no matter what it takes. If that means taking them out of school, getting them into a private school, a charter school, a homeschool co-op, go for it. Do what you have to do, but keep them out of the hands of government-run schools because they are more dangerous than you might realize. And what they want to put in your kids' heads is nothing short of just twisted. Taking their impressionable minds and molding them into nothing more than social justice drones or turning them into LGBT warriors or whatever. That's not their dang job to raise your kids. Period. And just keep that in mind, folks. And um, this is what we're up against. This is what are in your dead. These remarkable men and women have fought for. Freedom. Liberty. Our future. And on this day, this great Memorial Day of 2022, we are reminded again of the sacrifice of these men and women who put it all on the line for liberty, for the country, for a future for your kids and your grandkids, nieces, nephews, cousins, doesn't matter. The, the future is what's important and the scary part is the left knows it too. To create a whole generation of brainwashed social justice drones woke groomed everything don't let it happen folks just don't let it happen and on this special edition of the program on this Memorial Day 2022 I just want to say thank you to all of you for listening if you want to send us questions comments or anything you can send them by email at inblackandright at gmail.com or you can go to our website inblackandright.net. Uh, you can subscribe, follow us on social media. Just go to our media connection page and you'll find us on Getter, on Rumble, and uh, other social media platforms. So take care, my friends. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's a safe one. Don't forget to pay honor and tribute to the men and women who've gone before us and gave their lives so that we could enjoy what we're enjoying right now. So take care. 
And remember, patriots come in all colors.